This is a headgum podcast. I can't imagine. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Imagine all the people that you know and the places that you go when the lights are turned down low. And I don't understand all the things that you have seen, but I'm slipping in between you and your big dreams. It's always you in my big dreams. That is my rendition of the song Constantine by the band Something Corporate, my guest's favorite band of high school. The year is 2007. The world is changing. The iPhone is released on June 29th. Tumblr.com was launched in 2007. The Amazon Kindle was released on November 19th. Hmm. Top song was Crank That by Soulja Boy. The movies to watch included... Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Enchanted, The Golden Compass, and Juno. By the way, I am getting this information from popculturemadness.com. The most famous person in America was probably Steve Jobs. And that is a sentence that they've written down here. Probably Steve Jobs. Notable books include Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and The Shack by William P. Young, a book I've never heard of. Price of an iPod, second generation, Okay, minimum wage in 2007? $5.85 per hour. We've come a long way. There is an asterisk here, though. Some states higher. Cupid Shuffle was the most popular line dance since the cha-cha slide. The funny guys were Patton Oswalt, Bill Engvall, and Frank Calindo. Who is that? The other funny guy was Louis C.K. Whoever wrote this is very funny to me. The viral phrase was, I can has cheeseburger. Some might say the first meme to ever exist. (sighs) The hotties and fashion icons. Wow, this is literally what this says. Lindsay Lohan, Jessica Alba, Eva Longoria, Victoria Beckham, Rihanna, Eva Mendes, ScarJo, Jessica Biel, Gwen Stefani, Christina Aguilera, Ali Larder, Fergie, and Megan motherfucking Fox. And Time Magazine's Person of the Year... Vladimir Putin. And where are we when Vladimir Putin is the Time Magazine Person of the Year? And it's actually funny that I bring up Time Magazine because my guest is in Time Magazine this year. Where were we? We are in Martinsville, Virginia. That's right, the VA. And who are we? We are Sam Taggart. Sam Taggart! Thank you so much for coming on Senior Superlatives. Wow, thank you so much for having me. What a delight and a treat. Well, that was the oral history of 2007. Did any of that ring true to you and your culture? A lot of that ring true to me. Um, I Can Has Cheeseburger really did change the game. Yes. Um, and sort of the birth of that Tumblr culture. Mm-hmm. That was like a good chunk of time for me. Huge. Um, that's really when I was like, Wow, this is like the groundbreaking stuff, like mm-hmm. talking internet-y. Mm-hmm. And now I, oh, it's crazy. It does not age well. Mm-mm, does not. 
And to have nostalgia for things like I Can Has Cheeseburger is dark yeah. in a way that I did not expect. I miss that cat. That <laughs> I Can Has Cheeseburger cat. I miss that damn cat. You know, where's that cat at now? <laughs> and that's something I think to myself often. Where's that cat at? And you know, memes used to mean something. They, you did, they did. You weren't getting a new meme every damn day. And my question is, who owns that NFT? Uh, and thank you. Somebody, <laughs> somebody does own it and they're rich. Oh, Sam, 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 I am so excited to have you on the show because, you know, this is really a anthropological study of who we were in high school. And I just want to know off the bat, just get right into it. Who were you in high school? What were you wearing? Who was your clique? Who was your crew? Were you a cologne person? Were you smoking <laughs> cigarettes? Were you partying? Were you a good student? I have so many questions. So I just want you to go for it. Uh, who I was in high school. I feel like I actually kind of like People kind of get the vibe when they even know me now. I was a very good boy. I was uh, good grades. I was not partying. Not at all. Not at all. I would go to the parties and be like, yeah, I'm good, but thanks. Mm -hmm. um, I was. Some may say above partying. I was above partying. I was um, closeted, but tastefully so. Mm -hmm. uh, How so? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, it means I was um, sort of. I wasn't like pretending. I was pretending to be straight, but not like aggressive. It wasn't an angry pretend. I was still like you were like sweet. a nice. You were pretending to be a nice straight boy. Yeah, yeah, I was pretending to be like maybe just like well, you know, not like super into that. Like I'm focused more on like cross country and grades. Yeah. Oh, so you were a cross country runner? I was a runner, um, but there's kind of drama with it, as there always is, because I. My first two years of high school, I was in Michigan, St. Joseph, Michigan. My second two years of high school, I was in Martinsville, Virginia. And the cross country was my life in Michigan. And it was like very, they had like a good program. The team was like, oh, we were like a family. Mm -hmm. And then you go to Martinsville and it's very rural. And there's like maybe three other people that run. Right. Oh, so it was not a popping sport. At not a high popping school. sport at all. Did you have a football high school? It was Honestly, just not much of a sports high school. There was a football team and like they were like social events to go to them. Right. But it wasn't like a good football team. It was a good basketball high school. Interesting. We won state basketball oh, wow. one year. You were like winning the championships. Yeah. So you were a transfer <laughs> student, which is as a fellow transfer student myself can be a challenge. Did you find that challenging for you? <laughs> I... This particular time, yes. Mm -hmm. I had moved every like two to three years in growing up. Military? No. My dad was in HR for different corporations okay. and would just sort of like move around the corporate ladders. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was all like small towns in the Midwest and the South. And uh, That's so, so interesting. <laughs> it's weird. And it was that thing where it was like every time we'd move, he'd be like, okay, no more moving. And then like two years later, we'd move again. Did you feel that it was kind of exciting for you to like reinvent your identity in all these places? Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it and I kind of thrived in it. It became like a little game. Like I figured out how to like come into a new school and crush. Mm -hmm. Like it would be like. What was your tactic? <laughs> like how did you come in when you went from Michigan to Martinsville? What was your tactic? Because I personally think that like transferring in as a junior, that's hard. Yeah. Because you're coming in and everyone's like fuck off we're 16 we're driving we're adults like yeah you know the the high school one was hard generally my tactic was like you know sort of <laughs> bury the personality mm -hmm. sort of show them like the popular powerful kid they need to see mm -hmm. put your hollister on yeah like really sell 
sell like hot new kid. Yeah. Then befriend the popular kids. Mm -hmm. Step one. How would you do that? Well, they'd sort of see you as a threat, but if as long you definitely need to like get in with them immediately. Usually by like asking them to like give you a tour, that sure. type of thing. And like you also just have to spot them and like kind of go towards them quickly. What were the indicators <laughs> that someone was popular? Well, in this era, it would be like sort of that uh I would say like preppy. Yeah. Southern uh, prep aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And then boys in like uh like you're saying, like a Hollister and Abercrombie, perhaps. Yeah. And then yeah, for Virginia style more like a true like polo shirt. Yep. Like if you had like the polo branded polo shirt, you were ooh. Ooh. <laughs> wealth. Yeah. Um, and so then you befriend those people, and then maybe a year in you start like making friends with people that you actually like. Right. You're <laughs> but, like, you're like, oh, I'll low key be friends with like a theater kid yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And slowly you can uh, diversify your friend group in that way. And then it's like, okay, now I'm friends with people I actually like and no one makes fun of me. But the tactic was harder when you transferred as a junior. Yeah. And so it was actually the end of my sophomore year. And it was like, so, because every other school was like generally had the same like, goals like the, the students had like the same frames of reference and then like the rural south was so different it was like one very racially divided and so it was like there were like way less white kids but it was like expected that you have to hang out with the white kids and then it was like the white kids were so much more like wealthy than all the other places i had been at mm -hmm. and then they were also like um just sort of like <laughs> they didn't like you to have any personality like it was more a fearful society right <laughs> like so you really had to like assimilate assimilate in a way that i was like didn't know they would be that intense mm -hmm. and so it was like oh i'm the <laughs> like the gay rumors started flying really quick really and you can't have that when you're a new kid no you can't and i was just like how is this already like i'm i'm I don't read as... <laughs> How did that happen? Was it like from the students? It was from the students. And um, yeah, and it, it was just like because I wasn't like hyper masculine, like it was truly like the like it was gay there to like buy your own clothes, like right. to even think about your clothes. You were like, well, that's gay. Right. And it was like, how is that? You have to pick out clothes. Like, yeah, like <laughs> remotely care about your appearance. So like, well, you're gay. Yeah. And it was like, people would literally be like, oh, I don't even know what I wear. My mom buys me everything. And it's like, that's not better. No, that was... <laughs> that's not better. Uh, so it was very quickly gay rumors started flying and it was just like, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So that one I had to be like, oh, and also where I fell flat in this particular transition transition was I kind of was like, you know what? I don't need to do this whole like befriend the popular kids. Mm. Like, let's just find the people I will actually like and just like be friends with them. Yeah. Huge mistake. It was the worst decision <laughs> of my entire life because the unpopular kids were like, oh, finally, we can shit on someone. No. And so <laughs> so they thought that you were like fair game. Yeah. Because you didn't have the popular click like guarding you. Then the unpopular kids were like, oh, fuck this new guy. Yeah. So do you get bullied? A little. How and, so? <laughs> and uh, yeah, we. this is all water under the bridge. But I'll tell this little story. Please do. Um, uh, and maybe I'll reveal who at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love love a little treat. Okay, so I uh like I got bullied. I got there and like I befriend became friends with these 
kids. And then like one day I got a one, everyone had it out for me. Like even the chemistry teacher made fun of me for like doing well on the test. He was like, he called me a carpet bagger from the north. Are you serious? In class as a way to be like you, cause I did better cause I hadn't even been there for a week and I did better on the test than everyone. And he was like, you're going to let this carpet bagger from the north come in here and like What do does better? a carpet bagger mean? Carpet bagger is a term that means like it's somebody that would literally go from the north to the south to try to like make profit like they would like sell them things because they knew the south was more in need of oh these things oh my god uh and so <laughs> so and i didn't know any of these cultural things like yeah you're like i'm a what like <laughs> yeah. what uh so and one day i like wasn't sure about homework so i called my friend and i was like and left a voicemail uh and he called back and there were people over at his house and the first thing I like answer and I'm like, oh, hey, so what was the homework? And he was like, are you gay? And I was like, and not in a way where they like wanted to find out, like they were like making fun of me. Like it was like, are you gay? And I was like, um, um, um. And then I was like, but just hung up. And then my sister called them back <laughs> and like fucking went off on them. Yeah, I would have popped the fuck off. Yeah. And it like, but then the next day, like I at lunch, I went to sit by them again, trying to be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they were like, oh, you should date so-and-so. Like, he's probably gay, too. And I, like, picked up my tray and, like, just moved and sat next to the popular kids instead. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. No. And the popular kids were so much nicer. But I have to reveal, it's a juicy story. We've talked about it. It's Water on the Bridge. But the person who started the gay rumor was uh, Broadway's own Jeremy O'Harris. You guys went to high school together? <laughs> yeah. I think I heard this on Stradio. Yeah. He came on and we talked about it. That is so crazy. Isn't that weird? Well, clearly, and I need to go back and listen to the episode with him. But clearly, I'm sure that was rooted in him. Like, Yeah. He was saying that, like, like as we've talked as, you know, 30-somethings, he was saying, like, you know, I was like... A black kid hanging out with the white kids and like the black kids didn't like me because I was gay and the white kids didn't like me because I was black. And like, so I was trying to figure out like who to climb on a little bit. And you were new and then like, so it was like, that's, I saw it as like a life vest for myself. Wow. God, that is so crazy. Yeah. It's also crazy that both of you are now like in like a, in public personas like public people you know yeah it's funny it's very weird i mean did that so then when you sat next to the popular kids were the popular kids like um, so jeremy was not in the popular kid crew no i assume more in like the theatery space in school because there weren't there wasn't really much of a theater in this right type right, of school, right 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 but yeah like sort of the the nerdier more intellectual if you can call them that kids like scholarly kids yeah which is where i thought i belonged as well and then i'm until they were mean to me yeah <laughs> god that's crazy yeah so then you sat with the popular kids and they were immediately just like cool they were so nice to me like from the bat they were kind of i think they were confused because like they were like you can just do that like you can just come sit by us yeah and the, so they were like kind of thrown off but in like, a way oh, where they okay. Were like, okay like and then they became your friends <laughs> yeah and then after that point, you were like protected and you were fine. Yeah. So the rest of like junior and senior year was like more okay. Yeah. So you were still obviously closeted. Yes. 
did you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I had a I had a few crushes. Okay. And some of them we like made out. We love a kiss. Sometimes a little more. Okay. <laughs> we love a little touchy feely. But one of them I think started a rumor about me that I uh, I that she gave me a blowjob and it like within two days got to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> What? And my mom was like, you have to break up with this girl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you did? Yeah. Wow, that is so odd. Usually, like, the rumor is spread about the girl. No, she Usually was... the rumor is like, oh, like, Greta's, like, giving blowjobs. It's never, like, a girl being like, you want to hear what I did? I sucked Sam Taggart's dick. I think they were wanting, um, they wanted the good girl gone bad narrative for me. I Because I was Truly, such a sweet boy. You were such a sweetie treaty. And then your mom was like, you got it. She's bad news. Yeah. And then did you... So she was your girlfriend and you broke up with her. Yeah. Did she, she experience heartbreak? Uh, I guess, a, I mean, maybe a little, but like we weren't like super. You weren't hot tight. and heavy. Yeah. You were just <laughs> like, you were like, yeah, I guess we'll hang out. Yeah. We like made out a few times and like it was weird. That is so bizarre. <laughs> and we still went to prom together. You did the whole thing. We did the whole thing. And she was like, do you want to like come watch a movie like after prom? And I was like, well, you know, my mom's probably like wondering where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Were you close with your parents? Um, Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. They you had were, a good relationship. Yeah, I think because of all the moving, it was like our family was very Yeah, the close. unit was yeah attached yeah were you in high school with any of your siblings at the same time yeah my older sister was in high school with me so she, she was like a protector yes did she have a difficult time adjusting too she almost i had like a short burst of bad time going to virginia and she had like more of an extended bad time yeah like hers was a, a slower burn i would mm -hmm. say because they were like nice to her but then the Girl, it was like girl drama all the time. There's always girl drama. There's always some dumbass girl drama happening. Yeah. And I was kind of better at being like, well, I can be like a little bit of like the weird one. And like, I'm like the weird one to the cool kids. So that's right. like a role. And she like really wanted to fit in with the like cool popular girls right. in a way that was like, you can't chase them. They're no, you can't. You got to let them come to you. Yeah. You got to be the flame. Let yeah. them be the mods. Yeah. What was a Sam Taggart outfit? What was the classic look? Like, what was the look where you were like, I feel good. This is, this is me. This is. For Virginia, I had a bright yellow polo shirt with a green little horse on it. Love. And I think I had like khaki cargo shorts. Love. That was, that was the look. What was the shoe? The shoe? Oh God. Was it like a Clark? Were you, like a, a were you like a wallaby person? <laughs> I've become one recently. Now, <laughs> was it a like... I think it might have been... No, that, it might have been a skate shoe. Sick. Like an Etni or like a DC? Yeah. Cool. I think... Or like I, an Osiris? I think it might have been a... It wasn't a Vans. It was a... What was it? It was like, oh, it was like, it wasn't a puffy skate shoe. It, it wasn't a, an overly puffy, but it was like that. It had clunky, that like thick. Yeah. She was thick. Yeah. That's so fun. Because I would skateboard in high school. Wow. Okay. We're running and we're skating. <laughs> we're running and we're skating and we're good at school and we're in. I love a prep 
skate hybrid look yeah. because that's kind of two of things you know I grew up in DC not not I mean far but not another universe from you right 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 and I think it was a lot of like prep skate shoe prep skate hair yes i had skate hair floppy yes swooped over bang oh yeah and we were listening to emo music and we were listening to emo music it was emo and rap what were like emo for you was it because would you get emotional in your room were you like (laughs) were you like a journaler i was not a journaler in high school but i was moody yeah and like it would be like uh like i think because of the move especially like emo was really popular in Michigan. Yeah. And so I would like, that would be like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking back on that moment. Like yeah. I'm listening to the mixtape. My friends made, made me. me. Yeah. And in like, your car. It, did you drive? Oh, I drove. I, we had a little Volvo. Love. And like, you know, that's what I would do. I would like scream, sing along to like Modest Mouse. Me too. <laughs> oh, I love Modest Mouse. Yeah. I guess this is kind of an appropriate time. Cause we're just like clipping through here. I gotta know, like, what were some, I would love to hear some stories, some anecdotes, if you will, about about something in high school where you think back and you're just like, God, that was so high school. That was so high school, Sam. I think about um, a couple things. I guess like one story is like the first time. Okay, wait, this one. Okay. <laughs> you can tell them all. <laughs> we got all day. Well, so I went to governor school, um, which is like, because the Martinsville schools were really bad, but they had like this thing where like all the neighboring schools for like the first half of the day would go to the community college, basically. And it was called governor school. Uh, and so I made friends with like nerdier people there. Uh, and I hosted a like LAN video game party at my house called Pajama Jam and <laughs> <laughs> like had like six boys come over and like be in different rooms on TVs like playing Xbox against each other. I mean that seems fun. It actually was the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I crave it still. What were the snacks like? I, we, I was obsessed with break and bake cookies. Yeah. And so we just made like a ton of break and bake cookies. Yes. Um, that was heaven. I also like a high school thing was because I was like such a good boy. I um, promised my cool friends that I would drink like the day, like as soon as we were graduated, I'd be down. Yeah. And so like they made me like sign a contract at lunch <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I will drink. And then I did, and people were like, one, it lives up to the hype. Like, drinking is fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're a kid right now listening to this, like, get a go fucking... Go drink. Go drink. It's, <laughs> it's actually tight. Yeah, it's actually sick, and it will make you popular. Oh, very. I don't know if the kids think alcohol is cool anymore. Oh, they're gonna. They're after this show? Honey, <laughs> they will. And it was like... Wait, well, what did you drink? I had, like three Bud Lights Mm -hmm. and I was in heaven. I was like talking to the frattiest men you've ever met who were like (laughs) so hot to me, but like I could never like talk to them really. What was like, who was there a person in your high school that you had a crush on? There was a person from governor school. Got it. And he was a very close friend and we went to college together even. Wow. Um, And yeah, we went on a senior trip for governor school to Disney World? Which one's in Florida? World. Disney World. And we had to share a bed. Mm. And it was kind of like, 
is he scooting closer to me? In my mind, it did. Yeah. But like, in retrospect, no. Right. Unless. Maybe. Like, it was just like, he was totally scooting closer. (laughs) (laughs) It always felt like, oh, it's about to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was such a a little curse. Well, it's a curse when you are really like grappling with your sexuality and what it means. Yeah. And like, you know, did you grow up religious? No. No. Just um uh socially fearful of making of like looking For like sure. the other. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I'm just envisioning all of those like super southern preppy boys that are scary to me now. (laughs) Like they are scary to me still. But like that frat mentality that I when I went to UVA, I went to UVA to visit a friend was really introduced to that kind of like southern prep frat vibe. Yeah, it's specific and it's pretty scary it's very scary when i went to uva i was like oh i'm gonna like i was kind of like on the fence like because i was like oh i can be a frat boy right and then i was like oh no 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 no." so i guess like through high school you were just like a good boy who didn't fuck around yeah and you were doing well in your classes yeah i'm trying to think of bad things and were you like emotionally (laughs) tortured but you were emotionally tortured obviously because you were still listening to emo music i was dramatic i was oh you know where i was journaling i'm remembering it's zanga Zanga. i was a huge zanga head and that's where i'd post like my vague like feelings like your cryptic feelings that no one else could know yeah did you have a girlfriend that you were good friends with in high school i had like i was mostly friends with in martinsville i was mostly friends with men like tight with men right uh i was still like i had a few but it was always like well is this dating like right anytime i would be friends with a girl it was kind of like well i need to be their boyfriend now yeah god that's such a specific feeling <laughs> i mean like well fuck yeah you I, can't just like hang out and like listen to pop music right we also need to be like making out and fingering each other <laughs> there was one girl actually um my like one of my high school best friends and like my high school crush girl got married like a few wow. years ago, which is very weird. But like she was like my like I was like pining after her because she was like the only girl in Martinsville that like listened to emo music and was like <laughs> <laughs> kind of like deep in a different way. I just like the 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 price tag we would put on like other people being deep in emo it was like to me that was like peak currency i was like well they're like he's a musician they talk about their feelings sort of band like oh my god like you know it was it was that was sex yeah that was hot that was sexuality that was sexuality and so i was like okay well that will work yeah and i want that yeah we're a pair yeah and she was like no we hooked up once and it was like, whoa! I'm I'm, I'm dating. Where did you Where did girl. you hook up? Her basement. Uh, classic. <laughs> just you two, or was it a party? It was just us. I went over to like we were neighbors, and I went over to watch a movie. What movie? Do you remember? Oh God, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. With the other girlfriend, it was Drumline. We watched Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I love Drumline culture. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, icon legend. And who's the girl in that? 
That is a great question. I have no idea. I mean, it was like, that movie was huge. <laughs> that movie was like really, really a big, impactful movie. I remember seeing that movie in high school. Yeah, it was a big movie. Huge. He could have been a movie star. Yeah. He chose not to. He chose not to. He, cho- he, he chose a different path. <laughs> so were you Goody Two Shoes ran no theater, no arts. The closest I had to theater arts was like, I would do like, like when I was in Michigan, I joined this thing in the winter called the Showtime Dancers (laughs) (laughs) that would like do the talent show and sort of like be interstitial acts where they would do like a a partner dance with a girl, like they do a funny dance as the boys they do. And it was like so embarrassing now I'm realizing, but it was like yeah it was dancing uh, so you did that wait it was called the showtime <laughs> the showtime dancers the showtime dancers and, and what were your outfits that you had to wear well for like the ballroom you would wear like a little suit, suit. and then like we would do like we're doing the blues brothers like, so then yeah like everyone would be like in little glasses yeah. and like a hat <laughs> that is very we're like, funny we're doing night at the roxbury so you were just like halftime dancers <laughs> basically and also like why would you practice we would practice a lot that's the craziest part <laughs> because it was like the ballroom was hard yeah and um we practiced a lot it was very weird <laughs> but when i'm so confused like where are the performances exactly at the talent show <laughs> but where was the ta- at school at school okay so this is like a high school this wasn't like this wasn't like, oh, I'm in like a rec soccer league that like my mom needs to drive me to. This is like a group at your high school. <laughs> yeah, we would meet after school. And, and you dance. took it seriously. Well, it was playful. But, yeah. But I would like dedicate my time to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember one year I was like, well, I'm going to be on the swim team this year, so I can't do Showtime Dancers. And they were like, wow, that's really upsetting because like we really want you here. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, and then I quit the swim team and did Showtime Dancers. So it turns out you loved Showtime Dancers <laughs> the best more yeah. than swim team. Oh, and I did do I tried out for show choir and did that for one year in Michigan. But I my I bombed the audition so bad. What did you sing? I sang Jason Mraz's You and I. Wow. And I was like, well, th- I hear this song on the radio all the time. I don't need to like practice singing it. And so I just like walked in and tried to sing it. Couldn't find the pitch. How does that song go? <laughs> oh my God, don't make me. It's like, because you and I both love. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because, <laughs> wait. But you and I spoke of an evident dream of a different team now. But you still got on. Well, that's because I needed boys. Oh, so they were just like, fuck, let's put this Jason Mraz head on the <laughs> on show choir. But then when you got to Virginia, you abandoned all of your showmanship. Well, there were, I want to say truly zero. No, there. I don't even know if we had a play in martinsville really yeah i i leaned into my jock uh (laughs) phase jock phase and i also like the swim team so every it was a very rural poor like school and i joined the swim team and like i was the worst person on the swim team in michigan and the absolute best person on the swim team in martinsville and it was like absolutely crazy and so i kind of was like well i get to be a star i'll just do it yeah might as well swim yeah (laughs) i mean it does feel good when you when you realize you know 
kind of success is very uh, subjective to the environment, one yeah. might say, where yeah. it's like, yeah, you can be in your school and you can be the worst swimmer and then go to a different place and then be the best swimmer. <laughs> so then it's kind of like, does it, does it mean anything or nothing? I loved it. I was like, I have no aspirations to be like a professional swimmer. No. So like, might as well just be the best at this school. Yeah, just be good right now <laughs> and everyone will know me as like the guy that's really good at swimming. Yeah, people, it was crazy because they, they had a robust team. They just like didn't train them. Right. It was like a place for like all the other sports players to like go swim in the winter, you know? That's so funny. So do you feel that high school was like very informative to your character, to like who you are today? Do you feel that elements of it like imprinted upon you and impacted you? Or do you kind of feel like because you were so used to living a very transient life, it seems that you've just kind of been able to adapt and adapt and adapt? I think high school was helpful and imprinted in the sense of like, and it says very um, potentially cheesy, <laughs> but I feel like Martinsville specifically, like sort of that thing of like being the star, being like looked at in a different way. I feel like it did help me like learn to be like a leader and learn to be yeah. like crave like being the best at stuff. Yeah, like, like get confidence. Get it was confidence. A confidence. Yeah, builder. essentially. So even though you were bullied. Even though you had Jeremy calling you on the phone, <laughs> calling you gay in front of a whole group of people, even though you had a teacher call you a carpetbagger from the north, <laughs> and then you also got bullied again. Well, no, those were the two bullying. Those were the two bullying moments. Yeah. Like, you still were just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to... I was then accepted by the cool kids. Do you think that had you not been accepted by the cool kids, it would have been worse? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been bad. Because then you just would have been like Lone Ranger out there in Martinsville. How many kids were in your class? 200. Okay. So small. It was small. And yeah, it was weird too. It was weird. Just because it was not what you were used to at all and extremely rural. And yeah, the race element of it was also insanely weird. Like just because the black and white kids were so divided. Yeah. And so it was like... Like, so th it was like a class of 200, but truly I was pulling from like 40 <laughs> like people. people. Right. And it was like, what is this? Wow, that's so weird. Yeah. That's really. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. What is that that I hear? That's a knock on the door. <gasps> 
we're in the school guidance counselor's <laughs> office. Oh my God. And, and I'm the school guidance counselor. Who knew? I didn't know that I was licensed in guidance. <laughs> Sam, on this segment of the show, I ask you if there's some kind of trauma we want to heal from. Maybe you want to air out a past grievance, or maybe you want to apologize to a past mortal enemy. Maybe you want to have this moment to release something that you've been carrying with you, this burden you've been <laughs> carrying with you, a satchel you want to unpack. So Sam, now is your time. Wow. Well, guidance counselor, yes. um, it's I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks uh, for coming to the office. I would like to file a formal complaint okay. against the, the chemistry teacher whose name I'm forgetting. Okay. He punished me for being good at chemistry. Yes. Which does Wrong. not inspire no, com- growth no. or, or intelligence. Uh, and get this, he was a tennis coach and I... Was not good at tennis, but <laughs> but that's okay. But go on. And but I I wanted to stick it to the track coach my senior year mm-hmm. uh, and not as run. you should. Yeah, and I was the fastest distance runner, and I said, you know what, I don't need this. No, I'm going to do tennis. Yeah, because I'm tired of making too many waves. Yeah, and so I did tennis, and I was the varsity was top six. Okay, I was fighting for that sixth spot. And to get it, you have to beat the other person who's in sixth, and you challenge them, and you do one on one. And I went against, I don't want to say his first and last name on the podcast, but I will say he was royalty in that town. Okay. He, his, you know, the town next door literally shared his last name. Oh my God. Uh, furniture royalty. It was a real furniture Whoa. town. And I beat him fair and square. And? Didn't get in the sixth spot. No. I beat him. And then I told him, hey, I should be in varsity. I beat him. And he said, oh, I don't remember that. <gasps> So he gaslit you. He gaslit me. He called me a carpetbag from the north. Then he gaslit me as my tennis coach. Didn't let you on varsity. Didn't let you deserve. I deserved it. And I was consistently better than this man. I'm actually, I, <laughs> I'm remembering so many things now. Yeah, keep it, keep it coming. <laughs> well, this particular furniture air mm-hmm. actually caused a lot of issues in my life. There was a pageant. This is, we go to theater, mm-hmm. uh, called Mr. Bulldog. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was a pageant called Mr. Bulldog that was, like, supposed to be, like, funny. Like, kind of like men doing a pageant. That's funny. Right. And I did it my junior year and, like... What was your talent? <laughs> Oh my God, this is so shameful. No, it's not. This is where we release our feelings of shame. I gathered up the uh, three other boys and we did the OK Go dance. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We did the OK Go dance Uh, and crushed, absolutely destroyed. Wow. Guess who wins the pageant? No, not the furniture. The furniture heir, <laughs> whose talent was like harmonica no, or some shit. Oh no, was not good. Everyone, everyone was upset, and it was rigged. It was rigged. You was deserve rigged. to be Mr. Bulldog. One of the former empl- or or maybe even current employees of the furniture business that this man's family owns was on the judging panel. No, it was rigged. <laughs> This is about ethics in the Mr. Bulldog competition. Yeah, because you deserve to win. Oh, and I, sure, I don't, I don't care on paper. Oh, it's not a big deal. You then care. Everyone afterwards is like, you should have won. That's so messed up that you didn't win. It's like, stop telling me that. Yeah. 
stop. Nothing. And that still pains. That's a, that triggers such a, um, like not juvenile, but such like a young feeling inside of me, even to this day when people are like, you know, you really should have gotten like this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, and it like takes you to high school where it's like this constant feeling of like, that I think is universal, a feeling of being misunderstood, even if you were popular, even if you were this and that, just a feeling of being like constantly misunderstood. <laughs> I do like this character though of a furniture heir just kind of like wrongfully just taking away everything from you. He and this furniture heir, one, I also did think was hot. I had a crush sure. on him. Two, his catchphrase, I swear to he God. He had a catchphrase? Well, <laughs> we made it his catchphrase. He would just say it all the time. What was it? Y'all are gay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are gay. <laughs> that is so funny. What kind of car did he drive? Oh my god! I think it was an SUV. It was like probably a, like a suburban. It might have been like a Forerunner. Sure. Yeah. Love that. Y'all are guy. Y'all are guy. <laughs> wow. Well, it sounds like the we the school guidance counselor me mm-hmm. needs to say to you, you've you've really outshined this furniture air. <laughs> have you looked up this furniture air recently? Um, I. It has probably been like five years since I've looked him up, but do you know what have you? Is he someone that you think of and you're just like, mm. I'm at peace with him now. You've let it, you let it go. I've let it go, but he, you know, if I ever saw him, it would be very weird. What would you say? I think, to be honest, I think I would pretend not to see him. Wow, <laughs> I love that move. Uh, he, because also he would find a way. He always had a way of being rude without even like he just kind of like didn't care. Just like a dick. Yeah. But he wasn't even like, he wasn't even like the fratty asshole. He no. was like, just kind of like, didn't care. And I was uh, but, like, what? But in some ways kind of worse. Yeah. Because like the not caring aspect also seems annoying. Yeah. Because it's like, no, fuck you. You have to care. <laughs> like all of us are here caring. Yeah. You need to care. And it's probably a benefit to him now that maybe he doesn't care. But yeah. it's so infuriating. Yeah. When the people just like really don't care. Yeah. I also, in that school in particular, I can't believe how few of the people ended up coming out of the closet after high school. Really? But, like, he, he was one where I was like, you're kind of, in comparison to everyone else, like, more sensitive or, like, more, right. like, soft. So you thought that, wait, so you thought he was potentially gay. Yeah. You thought that y'all y'all are gay <laughs> is going to be gay as well. Yeah. But in reality, the only other gay comrade that you potentially had was Jeremy, <laughs> who was calling you and bullying you. Yeah, but he, Jeremy also left the next year to, he went to a different school. Right. So I didn't interact with him much after that. So interesting. Yeah. Wow. If you could give your high school self any advice, what would it be? <laughs> Sam. I see you now, a 17-year-old good boy. My advice, you should drink. (laughs) (laughs) No, my advice is, um, I don't know. Maybe, I think, if honestly, if I could, like, tell myself, I'd be like, don't, like, don't go on, don't, like, pretend to date those girls. Like, I actually do feel (laughs) bad about that. Like, you feel like you led some of them on. Yeah, and I feel like I was just, like, kind of a bad boyfriend like Mm. because i was like kind of a 
you know, when you're not attracted to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's but you are still like horny and yeah. trying to like hook up, sort of. Yeah. It was like, well, I don't want to do stuff to you really, but you can do stuff to me. Sure. And so it was like, well, that's like, sucks. well, I don't want to finger you, but you can suck my dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, that's horrible. Well, it definitely <laughs> probably gave some girls complexes. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely been there where I now I'm upset that those people are not gay. Sure. <laughs> sure. They, they just didn't want to have anything to do with me yeah um but you know i also think in some ways it's kind of nice that maybe i think that especially in i mean forever for decades and decades and decades since the beginning of mankind i think that women especially in this high school kind of co-ed hypersexualized time there was probably a lot of shitty dudes that they could have been with. And like, yes, maybe you weren't, you know, feeling them up and fingering them and making them feel all sexy, but you also <laughs> weren't like harassing them. Sure, sure, sure. You know, that's true. So you also have to view it like that. Where it, and I, I do, I do think that like, and it's again, it's not just like Southern culture, Northern culture, East coast, West coast, whatever across the board, horny, hormonal boys and girls do crazy things and have crazy <laughs> needs and like you know yeah gets nuts it gets nuts i mean my sexual me being like sexual in high school was like a piece of my currency mm. you know i felt like it was what differentiated me in some respects because wow. i was like having sex you know because I was on birth control. Like, <laughs> we could talk about it, you know. Wow. I, I, I gave a blowjob with an ice cube. You know what I you mean? You did? Yeah. I was, was, was doing stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty intense. We were, um, we, we were like taking advice from Cosmo. I love that. You know, I mean, I had a... I, I I don't know. I, I do like this person in my life, so I'm not going to say what it was because it could be... Um, but let's just say there was a cock ring introduced into my life at one point in high school. Really? Yes. That's shocking to me. Yes. How did one even acquire it at that age? At this age? <laughs> well, there were like sex shops all over all over DC. Oh. And like I grew up in Georgetown and there was like the Pleasure Palace or not the Pleasure Palace, but like something like that. It sure. could have the Pleasure Palace or maybe that's in New York, whatever. It's like one of those. It was one of those like punny names uh -huh. and it was a few blocks away from my house. And, you know, I did not I did not acquire the cock ring. However, I remember like using a fake ID to go into this sex shop and like <laughs> buying myself a vibrator which I, I felt so scary to me yeah and even though i had used my fake id to buy cigarettes and to buy because i have my sister's id and my sister is five years older than me so like it was that sweet spot where you know when i was 15 the id said i was 19 so i could get cigarettes and oh, then like so once nice. she was 21 I, you know it was like <laughs> it was all working out um but yeah, I used it to buy a vibrator. And I remember being so scared <laughs> that they were going to find out that like I wasn't 18. And I was like buying a vibrator. Whoa. Yeah. I but the cock ring, back to your question about where the cock ring came from. Sure. 
<laughs> it makes me cringe so deeply inside that this ever got introduced into my life as like a 17 year old 16 maybe trojan and i don't think they do it anymore they made like a cock ring that had a vibrator attachment on it those still exist i think yeah yeah and that was acquired by this person and that was the acquisition it wasn't like a metal cock ring as we are versed with them now it was like i think maybe a like semi-disposable like (laughs) cock ring also like giving head through condoms remember like do you remember did you have to do did you ever do that i think i did it like in the beginning you know i was just like trying to find value in myself in anything sure which naturally when you're like searching and feel astray you do things such as give blowjobs at way too young of an age with (laughs) condoms I remember thinking I I I only did hand jobs in high school because yeah. I was a good boy. Yeah, you were. But I remember thinking like if I were to get a blowjob, I would have to have a condom. Yeah. But that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of crazy to think now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it is kind of crazy how you know I ninety nine point nine percent of the blowjobs I've ever given in my life have been sans condom. <laughs> You know, I can't think. Imagine now being like, "Hold on, baby," and you got I love the premise. It's it's it. They also I remember, but there was that whole thing being like, "What flavor condom do you like? Strawberry, cherry?" The fact that I didn't get like rampant yeast infections in high school <laughs> with the amount of like like ice ice and cold lube and like strawberry banana creamsicle condoms. It's like gross. Oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. We need to change sex ed. We need to change sex. Needs- and that's what you and I are gonna do. You and I are. Gonna go, go. We're gonna change sex ed curriculum. It's about time. Did you go to prom? I went to prom both years. The, my junior year, I went with the my ex girlfriend who wanted to watch a movie afterwards. Okay. My senior year, I went with um, just the sweetest little like religious girl you've ever <laughs> met. Which, which is perfect, honestly. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like it's crazy the like uh, mental disconnect that you can do. Like where it's like, why am I seeking out this girl that we have no chemistry yeah. and she's just like nice yeah and uh, like because tr- the thing about being hot high school closeted <laughs> is that you aren't like i'm gay and i need to tell people it's no. like well i'm straight and like every straight guy is like me and also kind of wants to hook up like with a straight guy or like <laughs> <laughs> it's like every straight guy goes and gets a hand job yeah. from their girlfriend yeah. and then goes and jerks off to gay porn yes and it's not gay but i'm I, but i am sure there is an iota of truth to that. I think that a lot more straight men probably have experimented with, you know, jacking off to gay porn. Well, and don't even get me started on the straight guys jerking off together in high school. Oh, yes. Like where you would like go and like be in a room and like jerk off in a circle. And it's like, would I, you do that? Would you go to jerk off parties? I want that so bad. <laughs> and I never got that. And I can't believe people were getting that. I know. It makes me mad. Yeah. Or like wrestling naked and shit. There was some wrestling, sure. There was There's yeah. a lot of like homoeroticism happening with men in high school. And I think that women not to be ex- hyper gendered, but in the time that we were in high school, it was a very, very, very gendered moment. But yeah. like I think that 
for girls, it has always been, oh, it's so hot when girls make out. Like, <laughs> let's watch two girls make out at a party when they're drunk. Yeah, that's classic high school. Um, what did you wear to your prom? I think my, I think my junior year, I wore a tux or just, yeah, a suit. What are they called? The prom tux, a tuxedo, tux, yeah. like a rental. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it was a, I was being bold and got a pink vest and Cute. bow tie. And I have, I don't remember what I wore. I mean, I wore tux, but I don't remember what color I went with for the senior senior year. We'll figure it out. We'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. The pictures are on Facebook for sure. Well, we're going to dig those up. We're going to post <laughs> them when we post this episode. And you you might actually see some comedic shots with the furniture air. Wow. <laughs> um, Sam, now I got to know, like the final question of the show, I have no idea how long you've been recording this for. So I got to know. What was your senior superlative? So I managed to turn it all around. Um, I was best all around. What? Yeah. That's a senior superlative at your school? Yeah, we had best all around. So you basically went from a zero to a hero (laughs) is what you're saying. Yeah, I pretty much turned it all around. Oh, I got to be on homecoming court. What did you get? What did you do there? I didn't win, but I was on the court. So did you get to sit on the stage? Oh, yeah. Were the dances popping? Were people like grinding at your dances? Oh, yeah. Because Lauren's video on her episode, she talks about how no one was interested in going to the school dances. And like my my high school didn't have many dances or at least I didn't attend them because I was like probably like hotboxing a car somewhere. <laughs> but the the dances were popping for you. The dances, well, especially like prom. I mean, I don't remember like regular dances right but prom really popped off yeah people went cuckoo yeah people were losing their minds imagine being a like i the only desire that i have to have a child is to be a like parent supervisor at prom (laughs) and to just like go up to people and be like i want you to know i know you're wasted and i'm not gonna do anything about it but i want you to know that I know. That's what I want to do. I'm going to drive you home. Yeah. I'm going to drive you home, okay? Yeah, you need to get my car, and then I'm going to take you home. <laughs> wow, you won best all around. That superlative is so... I've never heard of that one. So... And, and to everyone be, voted for you. Everyone voted. To be fair, I don't know how it worked in other schools, but my school, it was very, like, political and sort of, like, plotted out. Like, I remember at the popular kids' table... Um, there was sort of a discussion of like, well, we all have to get one. Right. So let's sort of strategize who's getting what. Right. And so they kind of decided like, well, you should get best all around. Well, I mean, you were the best athlete in the school. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> best athlete at the worst sport. Be- best, best athlete at the two worst sports, swimming yeah. and running. running. Yeah. Great student. Incredible student. Some might say top of your class. Mm, I'm going to say... No, but you I don't... weren't valedictorian. No, but you I mean, you got it. You went to UVA. Yeah. Very competitive school to get into. Yeah, especially I mean, out of state. Yeah, but especially in state, too. Yeah, it's easier. And anyone from Nova yeah. will tell you it's easier to get in from Southern Virginia because you're competing with the other people from Southern Virginia. Interesting. Whereas Nova, you're competing against other Nova people right. who are better educated. <laughs> so you're a great student. You're a good boy. You're not drinking. No, you are not partying. I was you're, at the doing, you're, you're probably doing like extracurriculars. Sure. You're like involved in student gov. Uh, no. Debate. Mm, I was in um, 
it wasn't called quiz bowl, but quiz bowl. Sure. Yeah. So you were best all around. Yeah. You deserved it. <laughs> did you feel deserving when you got it? You were like, yeah, this is me. I felt deserving. I felt, to be honest, I did feel like, is this a constellation prize? Because it's like, well, I am I funniest? Am, am I best looking? Like, I kind of felt like, well, you're not really making a choice by giving best all around. Right. So is this just like, we like you? Is this just saying you're mediocre at everything, so I guess you're the best all around? Exactly. So yeah. that was another reading of it. And I did sure. have that reading at sure. first. But then, you know, gratitude, you have to <laughs> be happy with what life. you're given. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of people at the school who don't have a single senior superlative. Like right. you get to get out of class, go get your picture taken. Yeah. Like not everyone can say that. My school was very every single person gets one and it's all kind of like a joke. But like, oh. in, but they were all kind of like burns. <laughs> you know <laughs> everyone got one yeah everyone got one the whole class wow but it wasn't like we didn't have like best dressed or like best smile or like cutest couple ours was like ours was more like a most likely to it was mm. like more like a sam taggart's most likely to run a marathon like it would be like something interesting like that. Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah did it take away the specialness I don't know. It was just some weird shit that my like uber progressive high school did where I think that in their mind, they thought that they were being very like, would egalitarian be the right word for that? Sure. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I think that they thought that they were being very like, and everyone gets the same and like <laughs> everyone gets something. But in reality, it was kind of just like, well, this would be more fun if actually we could all just be a little bit more honest here <laughs> and go around the room and say who's actually good at what. <laughs> I, I guess I am glad. I mean, no, yours is definitely better. I'm sure mine was cruel. I think like my sister's thing, I feel like she didn't get one and was like really upset about yeah, it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But I do think, I do understand how best all around, you're kind of just like, okay, well, why don't one of you fuckers tell me what I'm actually fucking good at? <laughs> Somebody tell me what I'm good yeah. at. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> Sam, what a pleasure it's been to have you on my show. Oh, it's been an absolute delight. Um, I can't believe the Furniture King <laughs> bad guy that came kind of out of left field, came when we were two thirds through the game. Uh, yeah. And honestly, I'd forgot because when you say high school, obviously the juicier story is, you know, Jeremy O'Hara's anything he's a part of. It's a juicy story. It? It sure, it's a juicy story. It's a story that's like filled with drama. But then when you get into like the nitty gritty things, like Mr. Bulldog. Mr. Bulldog. <laughs> that's, that's a good detail. Mr. Bulldog is an excellent detail. And I had truly forgotten about the furniture air and until you know what? recently. We're, we're naming the episode Mr. Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, where can all of my listeners, who I'm sure are ultimately your listeners, <laughs> find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, potentially, at Sam T. Taggart, and mm -hmm. on Instagram at Sam Taggart, mm -hmm. and um, listen to my podcast, Radio Lab. Wow. Amazing. Thank you, everyone, as always, for listening to my podcast. And please give me five stars and positive ratings. You know, I only like positivity, no negativity. All negativity <laughs> will be deleted. As I remind everyone constantly, this is a free service I'm giving you. Um, yes, I love that. That's you know, genius. it's just I don't. And I. I love everyone who listens. I truly do. I love knowing you listen. So if you do listen, let me know. Drop me a note. I think something was wrong with my DMs on Instagram, but I think I fixed it. So DM me. Um, <laughs> okay. I love, I love you all. And oh, you know what? Maybe I'll throw this into the mix. If there's a question that you want me to ask on this show, that's, you know, maybe you're like, hmm, can you ask them what? Oh, did you wear cologne? I do want to know that. No. Okay. And there's the answer to that. Um, <laughs> 
the, you know, like, let me know. Because I'm always, I'm always here for positive feedback. I give myself enough negative feedback. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, well, as always, stay cool, never change. XOXO. That was a HeadGum Podcast.